Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, Fightful.com. It's not the post-Raw podcast. I got the same imagery. I got the same person right right over here. It's Denise Salcedo. Denise, how you doing? I am so excited to do this episode. We've been, I feel like we've been talking about it forever, but it's really been like two weeks, I think. Yeah, yeah. So what happened is there was an episode of Raw, and I mean, my, my line of thinking is usually I have two people on a post-Raw show because there's three hours of stuff to cover. Uh, I used to have like three people on the SmackDown show because we would have to stretch it out. But Raw, you don't usually have to do that. You got three hours of stuff to cover in an hour. But that particular Raw, there wasn't a lot to talk about. So me and you ended up talking about theme music and the like. And that's all anybody wanted to talk about on our review. All my tweets and everybody that was, like, nobody ever really, like, tagged me in things. And this time it was like, oh, this theme song, this theme song. And I was like, okay, everyone wants to talk about this. That's great. Yeah, we don't have a format. Uh, Denise and I did not prepare whatsoever. I hit I her up. I hit her up and I said, hey, how about how about this day? And she's like, okay. I was going to text you and ask you, like, what should I be ready for? But then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to show up and it is yeah. what it is. It is what it is. Now, a thing that I remember you saying is that you had some of the CDs. And yeah. I was also one of those them. people. Yes. Yeah. I was also one of those people. Once like 2008 rolled around, I wasn't buying those CDs. But there was some good music on some of those CDs. Which, there really was. Which, did you have Did you have Ruthless Aggression or Forcible so Entry? I, had, I started at Volume 4, okay. Volume 5, and then I don't think I – was there a volume six or I didn't get a volume oh. six? And then I got the anthology CD and the forcible entry CD, which changed anthology and forcible entry changed my life. Forcible entry because it was so different, but anthology because there was just so much on there. So I was far too poor to get the anthology. It had like 86 songs on it. And that's, Three the, discs. One, that's the one I wanted. But yeah, I, my, my cousin had, I think, Full Metal, the album, which came out in 95, and that's where the original Raw theme and another theme came from, but just like you, Volume 4 was really the first one that I went out and got on my own. Do you remember that terrible Steve Austin theme that was on there? Oh, yeah, there was a few bad ones on there, but I feel like the only reason I really hung on to that one was because I liked that they had the My Time song on yes. there. For volume four, like I feel volume four was like very select songs that I actually cared about and kind of the same thing with volume five, to be honest. Yeah. So like, I think that the, I think the, the, sh the Steve Austin one was the only one that wasn't an actual theme. I think WWE used it for, or WWF used it for a video package. It was a band called the H blocks, but uh, the My Time theme, again, that's a reason why I wanted to hold on to it. Because I, at that point, I was like, give me anything that this band does. The Chris Warren band that did the DX themes. I was doing a long-form feature a couple years ago. Um, I, I did some on Muhammad Hassan, on the Brawl for All. Um, just a ton. I do, I do them all the time. Now more about indie wrestlers than anything. But 
I wanted to do one on wrestling theme music, and I was going to try to talk to Jim Johnston and Chris Warren, who sang the DX themes, and it was that week I found, like, I tried to track him down, and I found out he died. Tragic. That's that's horrible, and, and honestly. I know, I know that uh, Sean Waltman has talked about him on the podcast that, that you all have done in the past. Uh, I mean, he, he lended his voice to so many, like, iconic themes. Not just DXs, but Xbox's and uh, Triple H's. He did the theme song for Superstars back in the day, too, uh, like the, the TV show. So when I was like, okay, I can get that song on this CD, hell yeah. Right? No, and it's funny because I'm very lucky that this was a point in my life where, obviously, I was like 10. Yes. So I didn't have any money, so my uncle bought me everything. Oh, it was like, awesome. oh, what do you want? I want this. You're getting it. So I was very lucky in the sense that I didn't have to go out and spend any money, and it just like the gifts came to me. But it was yeah. just like um, I remember that I had no idea the CDs were a thing. <laughs> and so when my uncle gave them to me, and I thought, and I was like, wait, all the wrestlers' songs are on here. Are you kidding me? It was like this big deal. And like, I just could spend hours in my room on my Walkman of all things, just sitting there in a corner listening to these songs. So I always enjoyed the songs that had lyrics to them better. But then, like, when I hear Test's theme, I'm like, okay, this rules. This is awesome. I was sitting there thinking, like, that was the sickest beat I had ever heard in my life, type of thing. But. Have you seen the version of Ass Man? Well, you probably can't anymore. Yeah. It, uh, Wait, which one are you talking about? Oh, the one that me and Jimmy had to do. Which one is that one? Because the only one is that like, I'm an ass man. For a Fightful Select goal, we had to re-sing that song. Now it's nowhere to be found because because our YouTube got taken down. But, uh, yeah, that one's out there. It was, now you guys should do Billy and Chuck instead. See, it was down to those two. It was down to oh, those Oh, come on. Two. Was, there, was it a vote? Yeah. Oh, uh, I would have chosen the Billy and Chuck one. It was it was an experience, to say the least. But, uh, like, I remember uh, D'Lo Brown's theme song was on there. and I don't, I, I don't like that one. Really? I don't like it. it. Never. I was just like, that was always a skip for me, to be honest. Isn't it crazy that, like, that album made it to number four on the charts? Did it really? And it went platinum. What? It went platinum. It sold over a million copies. Which that is insane. Wasn't nearly as hard to do then as it was now. But I I remember right after that. That's when they put out uh, aggression. I don't know if it was right after that, but yeah, it was. It was a couple months after that. And aggression, I liked it just because it had that Run DMC DX song on it. Because a lot of those songs, I'd have to go back and listen to them. But at the time, I was like, eh, these aren't so great. But they also had Ice T, who performed at WrestleMania with with the Godfather out there. Was that one that you had too, or did you skip that one and go to number five? To be honest, I had a lot of skips on this album. That's why, like yeah. for me, it's very interesting that like it's one of the albums that I firmly remember, and I think it's really just because there was those handful of songs that I did like, and I just kind of felt like the second I got Volume Five, I kind of just like never went back. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. What theme song do you hear and you're like, man, I would be fine if I never heard that again? What do you mean? Like past ones or current any, ones? Any. Okay. So I was kind of like making a list today and I will, I'll actually tell you about like some of the things I have on here, but I did make a list of some of the songs that I don't like that, and they were actually just current songs to be honest. But the ones that I did put on here was I don't like Braun Strowman's song. Okay. Though where it just goes, Braun, and then that's yeah. really it, and it's just like this chain music, like afterwards. And I don't like. I have a uh, Dean and Ambrose retaliation. I think you mentioned you, that one last time, yep. but I also recall not liking the one with the siren. I think he had right before he left. Mm -hmm. I wasn't a fan of that one. And then to be honest, every song on here that I have that I really enjoy is all um is all like lyric based. It's like very like rock theme. But there are two songs that I listed on here that are kind of different from what I would normally like, but I still have them on here because I actually enjoy them. And that's the Charlotte song right now and the Kevin Owens song. And I think that those two songs are really on there because I hear them all the yeah. time. Like everywhere I go, I hear those two songs. They're, they're a little bit similar. They're heavy on the guitar. There's no lyrics. There's nothing to really switch them up 
So, yeah, I could see that. And, and they've been the same for so long, too. Uh, the only thing that benefits Charlotte, I think, is the elements of, of her father's theme song in there, which, even though it's something completely different and, and a lot of people know it from other things, it, every time I hear it, it's like, it's Ric Flair's theme. I think. Yeah, my, I like the kick in the beginning. Yeah. The, yeah. Dun, 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 yeah. I think my least favorite is probably Randy Orton's old one. Really? Uh, Burn okay. in My Light. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that oh, makes sense. God, I hate that song. And <laughs> I hate every Dolph Ziggler theme song ever. Yeah. Well, I don't think I, I don't ever recall liking any of those, to be honest. And you know, it's funny too that now that you mentioned that, I was thinking about it and I was thinking how like my, all my favorite wrestling theme songs are like, older than the current ones because i feel like there's a lot of current ones that are fine to listen to yeah. but they're not songs i'm not gonna i'm gonna go out of my way to like get i think the last yeah. one i truly went out of my way to get was the glorious theme song yeah. and then that's like it and that was that was just that became like almost a popular meme in the wrestling world at least it didn't really transcend so i could i could see that did you know that that theme was originally designed for nakamura really okay yeah. Well, it was, I feel like I told I was told that was for somebody else, but I guess I was wrong. It was for Nakamura, and I can't remember if he passed on it or what the deal was. But uh, from what I was from what I was told, I'm sure that somebody in WWE's music department who hasn't been fired over the last three years will come back and say, "No, it wasn't it." But there was a woman by the name of Kay Suzuki. She's a Japanese violinist, and she did a cover of Nakamura's subconscious song. And from what I'm under, understanding. Uh, that motivated WWE to give him a violin-based theme that he has now, which I think is awesome. And they, they've had... Oh, it's so good. It's so, really I good. love that one. I always thought, like, out of respect to her, they should have had her come and perform that, at least. Because they've had a lot of famous violinists and a lot of, of major presentations of that. But, I mean, like, she motivated that. She did a violin cover of his New Japan theme, and it went viral. And she has covered the current one, too, but... <laughs> She's also a really good performer, but that's that's crazy the way that songs are meant for other people. That happened with CM Punk's original theme, too. That was a Randy Orton theme originally. Yeah, and it's funny because I was never really a big fan of that one. Like, for me, it was always cult of personality that I really yeah. enjoyed. Like, that for me was, like, it. Like, I don't want to change or hear a different CM Punk theme song. But um, I was going to say, now I totally forgot, but um, what do you call it? I just, yeah, that's my favorite one. See, I forgot what I was going to tell you right now. Damn. <laughs> and, and, of course, the most famous one that was made for somebody else that became someone's is Real American for Hulk Hogan. And he is a gigantic piece of shit. But uh, his theme song. It's was, great. <laughs> yeah. The theme song is wonderful. And it was actually made for the guy who would go on to be IRS. And I, I believe, I can't remember who he was teaming with at the time. Um, it, it's just like it's crazy they were able to repurpose that and make that Hulk Hogan's and it became huge as as a, as Hulk Hogan's that's that's unbelievable and a lot of people think Rick Derringer sang that that's not even him is what he said recently he said it was some other guy but he performs it everywhere because everybody knows it is his song so it I mean, these songs become identifiable with these yes. bands and these groups. And now, thank you, because you reminded me about what I wanted to say. So, like, my thing is that, like, every song, like, if it's lyric-based or even just, like, the melody, for me, like, if it doesn't match the wrestler, it really bothers yeah. me. Like, I, like, if it's going to have lyrics, I want to believe in my mind that it was the wrestler who's singing it. I don't know why this is just, like, some silly thought that I've had since I was a kid, but I just, like, wanted to be like very matchy matchy with whoever it is like it really bothers me when it's not so did you like the wwe wwe original cd then no i i didn't <laughs> i didn't even want to get that one okay i remember seeing the commercials for that and having zero interest and i think i might have heard like two songs like on youtube or limewire or something back in the day i don't even know and um Lime i Wire. just had zero interest oh yeah i had, I had it too limewire <laughs> kazaa bear share i when, only had limewire oh win mx i was gonna say we can't get in trouble for saying that on no. a live stream now okay well no. i had limewire <laughs> uh, I had all those. My computer had every kind of AIDS it could possibly get. <laughs> but I remember seeing the commercials for this, and I was like, oh, that song, that's 
It's gonna suck so bad. Like, okay, you have John Cena who can rap, you have Lillian Garcia who can sing, and then... Ooh, and now I hear stories about how they had to get in the studio, record stuff in 30 minutes, and leave. And it takes a lot longer to record a song than that, as I'm sure you know. I mean, you yeah. you cover that, that element of things awful an awful lot, but yeah, I thought obviously the, the one highlight of that was John Cena rapping. That was about the only one because he was actually not bad. Did you ever listen to his rap album? No, I didn't. But it's funny because that you say that because I almost feel like maybe the only reason why they did this was literally just because of John Cena. And I will tell you why I didn't listen to his rap album, because during that time period, there was people who really loved John Cena and people who really oh, hated yeah. John Cena. And I was at that point, I really hated John Cena. So I was not supporting anything that he did. So I, obviously I was younger and didn't really understand things. But, you know, so that was like my thing where I was like, oh, John Cena's a part of that. I'm not interested. How about this one? John Cena, platinum selling recording artist. John Cena. He sold 1.3 million copies. And that's as of like nine, ten years ago. Uh, I can't remember what album I heard the song Untouchables on. But when I heard that, I was like, okay, that's going to be his heel theme. It's just he never turned heel ever. Right. <laughs> ever. Uh, I thought that some of his songs were all right, all things considered. Uh, but Untouchables was easily the best and something that they could use. But it never picked up mainstream, but enough wrestling fans bought it, and he was big enough to where he ended up going, like, doing awesome with that. But I think my favorite, without a doubt, is Forcible Entry because I'm a rock fan. Yes. That yes. was such a good album. And it's funny because I think that's the album, and I was re-listening to it this morning as I was getting ready to, like, kind of remember which songs I was really crazy about. And it's funny because during this time, again, like, this wasn't the type of music I was listening to. Like, I was your 90s pop, you know, child, I Britney Spears, Backstreet Boys. So for me to, like, really get into forcible entry, I feel, is, like you know, a big deal yeah. because I got this album and I loved it. And I remember thinking like, wait, oh, I was so confused at the time. I didn't understand why the songs were different from what we were listening to on TV. And so like, um, but once I actually heard this album, I remember being upset at a few of them because I was like, why isn't this this person's theme? Like yeah. this should be this person's theme. It's so good. There, um, Yeah. There were a lot of bands that I was listening to at the time, like Disturbed and Dope and Cypress Hill and I like I love listening to all these bands and like from the start there was the game by Drowning Pool which is awesome. That one's on my top. I have a top five for that album. I have Triple H, Stone Cold, Undertaker, Rob Van Dam, and Taz for that one. Okay, yeah, and like they didn't use that as his theme very long. It was briefly, but they used it for video packages for a while. And I, like I said, I loved Drowning Pool, uh, especially with their original lineup. I thought that it was. It was very good. The Kid Rock legs song. I mean, one honestly, I like Kid Rock when before the he pretended that he was Southern when he could walk out his back door and piss into Canada with the right trajectory. Like he's not a Southern boy. He's from Detroit. Uh, yeah. So the the cover of the ZZ Top wasn't really for me there. Was yeah, that I feel you. I actually liked that song. I mean, I wasn't, I think I liked the original legs better, but this one didn't bother me. Like, I would listen to it. I don't like the intro of it, but once you get more into the meat of the song, I actually did enjoy it. I don't enjoy Kid Rock now. Yeah, yeah. There was a Creed song that was actually used for Backlash 02, but not a theme song. It's easy to pick on Creed today because Scott Stapp is a total tool, but as it pertains to wrestling, like there were two songs in particular, the My Sacrifice song that we would see on a lot of those Desire videos, that was awesome. And there's a song called One that I think is the best song they've ever done in their lives. They didn't use they didn't use Higher? I thought they used Higher. They, they might they might have, but they definitely used My Sacrifice. And okay, they used, Yeah, oh, My Sacrifice was yeah. They used One, which is a song with a great message for a tribute to the Troops video, which was really good. Creed had some bangers back in the day. Like, My Own Prison was a good album. Some of the later stuff I'm not not quite sold on, but 
I went and got I got the Creed album because the My Sacrifice song was my favorite song. And I they had it for Austin. They played a package for him multiple times where the song was the background. And I just remember like never wanting to change the channel because in between channels, my uncle would watch sports. So I was like, don't change the channel. We got to listen to the song right now because it's on the commercial break. And I got the Creed, the Creed CD as a gift. And I was obsessed with all the songs oops higher uh weathered i don't even know if it was on the same album i might have bought two albums i was a fan call me a fan of creed here's my controversial take on this one well maybe i think that the disturbed steve austin theme is the best steve austin theme ever i think it's better than his regular one because it's so angry, like the way yes. that the song is sang. It's like, you know when Austin gets in someone's face when they're lying on the mat on their back and Austin yes. starts doing this thing? I can imagine him singing the lyrics <laughs> to this song as he is doing that. And that is like, I feel like such an angry person when I listen to this song, but like a badass person. And like that's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like it's a cool song and I, I really like I really like this one. Isn't it weird to think that The Undertaker ever used a Limp Biscuit song? Now, I'm a, I'm a Limp Biscuit fan. I, I had everything of theirs until like, until like 03 and I got results may vary and I was like, well, this sucks. But, uh, and not only that, I don't know if you knew about this album. They had scrapped that entire album at one point and redid it. So I can't imagine how bad results may vary was going to be before oh really do you remember when they performed that song at wrestlemania Crack i was gonna Attic? tell you i have wait you're talking about the undertaker one right no, when they performed I, it well, no i it, think no. it would have been that same year it probably would have been the same year uh, because they performed the song crack addict it was when uh tony chimmel introduced them as wwe's favorite band in the world and they Is did that, that. That's, which was the one where they had the girls dancing because uh, there was one, uh, I think it was a WrestleMania or something, where they had the girls dancing, and it was the Rolling Song. The Undertaker yeah, yeah. came out, and they had the girls doing this dance. Well, all I remember is that I remember the dance by heart, and for years later, I would listen to this song and do the dance that those girls did on that <laughs> stage. And so, like, that is forever my memory of it. And I remember, like, afterwards, family members were like, oh, I heard you dance now. And I was like, yeah, check it out. And I would do the rolling dance. That I remember the choreography from was, those girls. That was WrestleMania 19. They performed okay. Rolling for, for Undertaker, and they yeah. performed a song called Crack Addict, which was supposed to be their hot new single. And then okay. I guess during the, the creative process, they were like, all this sucks. We're scrapping the whole album. And then they put out a really bad album after that. But also, in addition to this, I mean, that, that My Way promo that was at WrestleMania 17, like, Did you like on. that one? Oh, of course. That was one of the that greatest. Was my, yeah. I was going to say, that is my favorite WrestleMania song ever. The My Way song. I was re-listening to it this morning. And I was like, yep, still love it. It's such a good song. And I've said before a lot of times i think that fred durst's best work is stuff that he doesn't write like i think faith is really good behind blue eyes is really good but there are some really good songs like my way and rearrange that i think he knocked it out of the park with but that is i think to me it's 1a and 1b it's the my way promo or it's the one uh, for the miz who a lot of people had trouble really buying him and they did the nas puff daddy song hate me now and they played back all of his real world stuff and all that and it showed him in front of all these monitors. I thought that was a really good one. And not one that I expected WWE to really use at that point. But uh, I want to keep glowing about this forcible entry CD. Yes. Um, well, I like the Robin Dam one-of-a-kind song. What did you think of the Matt Hardy song? Because that one's like really strange in the terms of it's not my style. Was it then and it really isn't now? But I found myself sort of getting lost in that song. <laughs> That's like one of the few songs I can't really remember that well. It's uh, just the one where it's like very like slow, very yeah. country type of song and it's very dark and I don't even know how the, it goes anymore. But it was just like this very like completely different from the rest of the album. Like it yeah. had that like alternative vibe, but it wasn't like it didn't really feel like that hard hitting, you know, like an Austin song or a Triple H one. You know, it was it was very slow. Yeah, you can tell there were some that they they got and they were like, "This isn't going to work as a theme." Like the Seven Dust Break the Walls Down song wasn't good for for Jericho because no. yeah. Jericho had an iconic theme already. Um, and even King of My World was really good. Yeah, and that, that one was like a nice follow up 
uh, to his original one. So, but this one was, it didn't even make my list. And Jericho's been my favorite wrestler for like ever. And I loved everything he did, but I didn't love this song. Yeah. The Just Another Victim by Cypress Hill. It didn't, it didn't quite, it didn't quite what? work. It didn't quite work for Taz. Like Taz's theme was already awesome. No, I like what? this like a whole lot more than Taz's original song. Cause it, I mean, yeah, it was cool. Cause it's like, you know, like it really gets you with the beat and stuff. Uh, but I like this because it was just, cause it was the, uh, it was just like the thug version of rock sure. superstar. Right. So I feel like because I already knew that song. And so like, this is like, I don't know, like a different version of it. I'm not even too sure, but I liked it. And I felt like, again, like this was a song that I could imagine Taz singing like singing his own song you know and i was a big fan of this song i loved lita's because she she used that forever it was it was a takeoff of her song that she already had and that's that's the ones that i really liked like saliva's turned the tables and um end of everything but i I loved raven's theme end of everything by stereo mud this one and uh i think there was another one uh that really just took off of what they already had and there's the benoit one too that one was pretty that was pretty that interesting one's really good do you know that they they refused to perform that live anymore because it was his well thing? yeah yeah I could, I could see that i mean and yeah our lady peace is a good band like they got some good songs. oh yeah and uh, they had i think it was a video for a desire package with jeff hardy uh for uh, not enough that was really good too so there were some really, really good songs on here. And then they had um, – I, I learned about Neurotica from this, this CD too. Which one did they sing again? Right of Your Life. That? It was a King oh, of the Ring okay. O2 song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And that was really the only only thing that I ever heard from them. But I, I would – I think I bought one of their albums or something. But I thought Forcible Entry was the shit because I loved rock music and it was all rock music. Yeah, I think this was, like, really good, especially because, you know, they got all these bands that, like, you know, that you, like, were people knew about, you know? And, you know, from these ones, I feel like I went out and, like, you know, researched a few of these people. Yeah. And, again, this wasn't stuff that I would normally go out and listen to, but because I enjoyed what they did on Forcible Entry, it was, like – and this one has been forever, like, my favorite album that I have listened to. So, apparently, you were rich and you got the anthology album – it had like yeah. 80 something tracks on it. Yeah. So it had like, uh, I'm trying to remember what they were called. So it was like the then, the now, or, yeah. and then it was the attitude era. Yes, that's what it was. Okay. So Federation I, years, attitude yeah, there era, you go. and now. Thank you. Yes. So obviously for the Federation years, you know, I would listen to the Hulk Hogan song. Uh, they had Shawn Michaels. They had so many on there, but, and then the, uh, I, but my favorite was the now one because I really liked all the songs on there. I enjoyed a uh, Tori Wilson song, the one that uh, I think Lillian sang that song. They had Stephanie's song on there, Eric Bischoff's, Brock Lesnar. Um, I'm trying to remember which other one. Shane McMahon. So like all these songs that I was like listening to at that time on TV. So it was like really easy to like get in line and enjoy the album. But I thought it was really good. It was like a nice like pro and you really when you listen to all those songs, you really see the change in like the music and how like they kind of got edgier as like time went on. Not only that, they got like honest to God artists to do some of this stuff. Like Saliva was a big rock band then and Naughty by Nature, like anybody who would ever listen to hip hop knew who Naughty by Nature was and they did Shane McMahon's theme. Lil' Kim, everybody knew who Lil' Kim was and she did Trish Stratus's theme. But they've had a couple that they had as theme songs, and then later they became big. Like, uh, if you remember, Tattoo did Victoria's theme. All the things we said, that was her theme. Oh, my God, yes. That was her theme before it was a hit song. That was insane to me because I remember at this time being so obsessed with that song. It made me, like, go in and, like, do all this research on Tattoo and, like, I love this song. And like, you're taking me back now, but yeah. uh, it's just crazy. Like, yeah, that was a really iconic one, I think, for so sure. Victoria, in particular, had a lot of success with this. Do you know who sang her next theme in 2004? No. Nicki Minaj. Oh, wow. Really? Nicki Minaj, like years before anybody knew who she was, sang that song. It's the one that they sped up as if they need to speed up anything that Nicki Minaj does. But, like... Nobody knew who she was for like five or six years after that. I think that 
Victoria had even moved on and went to TNA and stopped using that theme by then. Wow. And then she got big, obviously. But the the one that stood out to me was was Tattoo because I heard that and saw, like, all that on WWE. And then months later, they're on, like, the VMAs and they're all over MTV and they're big stars and all that. I was like, they're going to be around forever. They're huge oh, yeah. stars. <laughs> oh, yeah. They had, like, one or – I had, think they had one more song that I liked of theirs and then that was it. Was it I the, don't recall hearing from them ever again. Was it the one that they performed at the VMAs, uh, Not Gonna Get Us? Yes, there you a, go. There, that, there was only one other other song. That yeah, was it. That was a very um, good song. But This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I will say this that, you know, aside from Creed, the two other bands that I became a big fan of because of WWE was uh, Saliva, obviously, yeah. and Finger Eleven. Oh, Finger Eleven, especially. Um, they had a couple, the, the Slow Chemical song with Kane. That's on my top list. It's on my top list. That song is. Awesome. Did you know that was on the soundtrack of the Punisher movie back then? Oh, really? Too? Yeah. The Punisher movie that I, th- I want to say that Kevin Nash was in and it was a, you know, a pretty good, pretty, pretty successful movie. I think I'll look it up, but it, it's just it. like I, I got that soundtrack because the soundtrack was really good and Slow Chemical was on there and I was like, hell yeah, man. And, yes. And they actually have ties to Benoit as well because his DVD came out and it had the One Thing one song. Thing. Oh, my God. That song, like, every time I listen to it, like, I think about it. And yeah. I'm like, this is a great song. But, like, when you think about where you remember hearing it, you're just like, oh, snap. Last time I remember hearing it was that episode of Raw after all that happened. And I've never quite been able to listen to it like that again. Like, it's just – it's like, oh man, that's rough. Yeah. Saliva. Yeah. Which one's the one that they used for Eddie? Because I remember them using one oh, for remember. Eddie too. And I don't remember which one it was, but I remember really liking it too. Um, and I feel like it was kind of similar to that one, but I'm sure we'll figure it out. Um, so yeah, but I really enjoyed like that one is on my top favorite yeah. wrestling theme songs of all time. Yeah, as I'm looking, um, yeah, I mean, if honestly, if you would have traded out The Punisher, the album, and Forcible Entry, a lot of these bands look like they would have been on one or the other because The Punisher had um, Slow Chemical on there, and then it's got like Chevelle, Trapped, Puddle of Mud, Nickelback, Drowning Pool, Seether, stuff like that. Uh, I, I You mentioned Saliva. I mean, God, they had just like hit after hit that sounded like it belonged on a WWE show. Ladies and, and gentlemen. <laughs> if I... I could be mistaken, and I'm going to look it up, but I'm pretty sure they wrote that and they were inspired by WrestleMania, and then it got on WrestleMania. Because I – was it for WrestleMania 23? Because I feel like now – I feel like I've heard it, like, recently for, like, other packages. Like, not as, like, a main song, but just, like, in general. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, gosh, that, that's a song, you know, they're going to end up – picking up money off of for a long time because it's going to be used in commercials and all that stuff. It's just got that sound. Like if somebody wants to portray like a big event or something like that. Oh, yeah. This is it. And I I, want to say that I heard Josie Scott say that he wrote this because he was inspired by WrestleMania. But yeah, yeah. He said, uh, here's the quote. He goes, that's what we wrote it for. We wrote it for our friends at WWE. Wow, that, that is so interesting to know because they captured the tone and feeling of being at a WrestleMania yeah. very well. They ended up using it on the Super Bowl and PlayStation 3, Star Trek. You want to talk about smart. They're going to make money for a long time off of that one song yes. off of royalties. And wow. It's weird because you know, wrestling has always had kind of a stigma attached to it. And now you got bands that – okay, we're not going to pretend like Saliva is a big band anymore, but – they they were a big band then, and they were like, yeah, we're going to write a song for WrestleMania. And that was a WrestleMania where they, they had to bring in Trump, and they were doing everything they could to grasp at whatever mainstream stuff that they could get a hold of. 
I think that's pretty cool. They also had Superstar. Click, that click, one, boom that one. was a favorite of mine. Oh, there you – oh, my God. I forgot about that one. I loved that one. Uh, so I played a motorcycle game back in the day, and it had, like, two or three of their songs on it. And I was like, hell, yeah. They're great. Because yeah. <laughs> I remember their but big – think- their big first one was like your disease, because that one that one got pretty big. But then they just fell off the face of the earth. Which, to be honest with you, there's not a lot of rock music that's transcending over, like in into top forty anymore. It doesn't happen, like unfortunately, because I'm not counting like Fun or whatever that crappy band that did a song with Pink was called. Like that that is not a rock band like like this. Yeah, it, it's definitely changed for sure. It has. <laughs> so this was around the period right after Forcible Entry that I stopped buying the CDs, probably because I was pirating everything. But okay, I like I didn't buy thematic WWE the music. No, I didn't six. either. There, there just wasn't a lot there. I. It needs to be something that grabs you, to be honest. Yeah. And I think at this point, you're probably right. I think everybody was just going on YouTube and getting songs on there, you know? Because at just one point, you just stop buying it, and then that was it. And, and looking looking back at Thematic, Volume 6, it had John Cena's, that, that untouchable song I talked about. Mm-hmm. It had Drowning Pools, uh, Rise Up, their SmackDown theme. We forgot about that. Like, they even did that. The Nicki Minaj song. Uh, it had My Jam, Waterproof Blonde. Just close your eyes. The right version of the song. <laughs> the right version. How about that? Oh my god, that's crazy. I love it. I love it. I think they only existed as a band for like two years. I don't think wow. that they even existed. Yeah, it was like two or three years, then they split up immediately after. And then WWE was like, oh, we're going to have Story of the Year uh, cover this. And I thought it was good. But I thought Waterproof Blondes was better, Denise. What about, um, I was going to say, what about like songs that like are just outrageous? Because I was thinking about that today and I was thinking of songs like Chuck and Billy. That's like kind of like an outrageous song, you know, Rob given Conway. the, 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 okay, see, there you go. There's that one. Um, I was remembering a, he's a man, yeah. William Regal, yeah, um, uh, Deuce and Domino. I was listening to that oh, song like five minutes before I came on here. And I was just like, I don't remember much of Deuce and Domino and what they did, like, in the company, but I remember their song and I remember how I felt about it and I remember downloading it. And like, I don't know if that says anything, yeah. but. I'll tell you where I thought that WDB recovered. I didn't buy – I think maybe I did buy it. Reckless Intent. Did you have that one? No, I didn't have that one either. Ooh, that was a good one, Denise. Really? Because, yeah, I'm telling you, after Anthology, that was it. You want to know what we forgot about Saliva? Batista's Which one? theme. Oh, yeah. Oh. I like this theme, actually. I get chills. I get yeah. chills just thinking had, about it. Yeah, two. He had yeah. a few, right? I think he just had walk. Al- I walk alone, but he also. I mean, he also had Motorhead with Lion okay. in the Sand, which was an awesome oh, yeah. song. I have that one on here as one of my uh, favorite ones that I remember really enjoying. But I okay. See, that's the thing though, is that I feel that Triple H, no matter what he's involved in, no matter what he does, he has the best songs continuously, yes. like continuously. Do you understand? all of them? Do you realize the method he uses for what theme song he picks? What's the method? If he's wrestling, he uses uh, the game. If he's coming out like in a suit or an official capacity, he uses King of Kings. If he's coming out with Evolution, he uses Line in the Sand. Oh yeah, you're right about that. Actually, very, it's very specific, and I think that's kind of cool. Like he has something. Oh yeah, he's he's dressed for every occasion type of thing. Uh. I didn't like the Burning My Light song on, on that album I mentioned. I didn't like Candace Michelle's theme. I hated that. Which one was that one again? Desiree, like like- uh, what's her name? Desiree Jackson or whatever it was. Oh, uh, I feel like I might have liked that one But after we listened to it. I loved MVP's theme because I liked Silk the Shocker. I was a big No Limit Soldiers fan back in the day. Okay, yeah, yeah. I like that one too. And what I consider probably... The greatest rap song that is a theme song ever, 3-6 Mafia, Mark Henry. Really? I don't That's think... That's the best one. I think so, because you mentioned what, like, like a wrestler, you could imagine them singing it or it fitting them. That's true. Okay, yeah. I 
couldn't imagine a more pant-shitting situation in my life than hearing that song watching that guy walk to the ring towards me. I'm sorry. My pants have been shitted at that point. They're done. (laughs) You know, you talk about like reactions. Uh, one of my favorite like things to do when I go to a live event is to see people dance along to Brock Lesnar's theme. Yeah. And they... more importantly, I like to see grown men dance to the song. It's hilarious. Like they get so into it. Like they are Brock Lesnar. And I'm like, this is awesome. And I'm just watching you and I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> Do they do they dance or do they do like the jump? They do they do yes, the little yes, thing that Brock yes. does. I see every guy do it in the building and I'm like, this is hilarious because I know that I do it, but personally when I'm at home <laughs> and so seeing them do it, it's so funny. Like I love it. So I remember in catch wrestling class that'd be like a little bit of an ankle warm up and stuff. But I, that's what I always thought of was that. I always thought of that. Uh do you ever listen to Zebrahead? Have you ever listened to Zebrahead? I don't think so. Okay, so if you would have played the video games, Zebrahead might have grown on you. But they had like Maria's th- Maria's theme. But they had a bunch of songs on the video I games really, too. I really remember. I, I enjoyed Maria's theme yeah. a lot actually. Now that I I should have added that one onto my list, but I forgot. I found a lot of bands that I liked off the video games. Did you ever play any of those? Well, I played like two of them to be yeah. honest, and. One of them, I, I I don't even remember what it was called, and I think the other one was like Raw versus SmackDown. I yeah, don't even know what year, but like early two thousands or something. But I played the season, yeah, you know yeah. the season. So um, what, I lost my whole season, by the way. So I was oh. too, after I lost my season, it was deleted because somebody else logged into my thing and they didn't know if they changed the wrestler. It changed everything you no. did. So once I lost my season, I was like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm never playing again. I have yet to play a game ever again. Wow. That, well, that's how pissed I was. You're not missing out on much. But I discovered Breaking Benjamin, a band that I went and saw like eight times. I like Breaking Benjamin. They're, which song did they do? I know they oh, did a gosh. They, well, did, they did some good ones. It was on the they, – they've done like uh, – well, a lot of singles and stuff. But for WWE, they did Firefly on the video game. Okay, um, yeah. And they had a couple more, uh, maybe sooner or later or something like that. But Nonpoint, I found out who they were through video games. Like, I discovered them. Uh, there were some that they added to video games that just made sense. If you remember, I think it was a little scrappy, Money in the Bank. Like, how are they not going to add that song when they've got a Money in the Bank ladder match? Like, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. A band we've completely overlooked, P.O.D. P.O.D., uh, what was it? Uh, why don't I remember what they stand for? I can't even remember. Payable on Death. That's what it was. Oh, okay. I was like, okay, wait, which songs did they do? But I don't remember. They did uh, Rey Mysterio's for a oh, long time. Oh, yeah. Booyaka. Okay. The Booyaka one, right? Okay. Got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, But man. Oh, man. I just like them in general. Like, I love that band. They were one of my favorite bands for a while with like uh, – okay, so I heard a theory. Have you ever heard the song Boom? Which one, Boom? Oh, I feel you're, like you're I... going to have to go back and listen to it. it okay. It's a music video where they're playing – uh, ping pong, <laughs> of okay. all things. And if you listen to the, and somebody theorizes to me that it was written in inspiration of Sandman and Tommy Dreamer, because oh, wow. they say specific lines from the match over and over again. And like, if you think about the imagery of and like some of the the sounds that are in this music or this song, it reflects based on that. It, it's uh, it's a match where Sandman. Got to cane Tommy Dreamer over and over again after the match. Now, I've not been able to find out anything. They've never spoken about it on the record. But as I listened to it, I was like, man, there's a lot of people that, that, like, or there's a lot of elements of that that seem like it, it could be, it could be inspired by that. And WDB ended up using it for, uh, Saturday Night Main Event for like two years too. Oh wow. Okay. So, I mean, um, there's some I just, sort of connection. I do, I do remember really liking Sabu's theme song though. Like oh, thinking yeah. about it now, I love that song. Oh yeah. Man, POD, they were just, I just like them in general. Like not even as a wrestling band. And that's, that's my favorite. When you can find something that you like beyond pro wrestling. Yeah. Well, not only that, Rey Mysterio's song, Booyaka, like, everybody's just like, those are songs that, like, you think of some of the greatest ones, you think of Rey Mysterio's songs as well. I'll tell you what, I did not like a whole lot after that for a while. Like, WWE The Music Volume 7 came out, didn't have anything good on it. 
and they they went to like raw greatest hits and then WWE the music volume eight and there wasn't a lot I liked there either. Um yeah, I think you could kind of tell that Jim Johnston was maybe running out of ideas at that point. It was it was um, rough. What about your favorite uh, Raw theme song? Ooh, oh, easy. Easy. Thorn in oh your gosh. eye. The, really? The, the attitude theme. What's yours? Mine is Across the Nation. Really? Yes. Oh, man. I, was, <laughs> I don't know like how other people must feel about it, but I love that one. I love it. So if it came on now, I'd be like, oh, cool. They're using this. Yeah. But my thing was they used it for – Four years, and it was four, four and a half years, and it's when I didn't think that the show was that good. So you associate it with, like... Yeah, I associate it with just uh, just a period where I didn't think the show was great. But Thorn in Your Eye was, like, Attitude Era. And mm-hmm. I was like, hell yeah, man. Uh, I, I absolutely... What's your least favorite? Uh, probably maybe the one they even have now, to be honest. Yeah. I have yet to get into it. Like, it doesn't, I feel like this, like the song, like a song, theme song for Raw should have like this, like hard hitting, get you right away. I'm stoked. I'm going to watch Raw. Um, this one doesn't do that for me, you know? So it's just kind of yeah. like, okay, I'm watching Raw. Skillet <laughs> performs that theme and they had a Royal Rumble theme during the first live event I went to. And it was the week before Rumble and I had to hear that song. 80 freaking times. I've never wanted to hear it since. Uh, I don't quite like the Papa Roach themes. but I, I like Papa Roach, actually. I like Papa Roach. I just do not like those themes. I didn't like the Nickelback one. Um, I did. I hated, hated, hated the one they used from, like, Raw 1000 for, like, the next four years, the night. Tonight is the night all over everything. The buffers, the the intro, everything was the same. And I was like, no. <laughs> You're like, dang. Yeah. I, I would say, honestly, Across the Nation is probably number two for me. Yeah, see, it's a good it. one. Yeah, like, it's a good one when you think about it. I, I really like it. I was, <laughs> that's, it pumps me up, and that's what I want. I want to be pumped up. I think SmackDown has had better music. Honestly. Uh, which I like the one, uh, was it they had like a, was it Beautiful People or something? Yep, yep that was it. That one. That's the one I like. That I was think that's the one that really got me. Easily the best. They had the Drowning Pool Rise Up theme, which I thought was good for about two years. They used a Green Day song, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, like they, they had some really good ones. Uh, I'd say maybe my least favorite right now is ACDC because all their songs are the same, Denise. Really? Like, I like ACDC. Oh. But I like, but I'm that person that likes, like, their songs that everybody knows, like, the really popular ones. I don't Me know, too. like, the other songs that are, like, for hardcore fans, you know? I, I went through my ACDC phase back in high school. I mentioned this on another show. All their songs are the same. Like, I would hate for their lead singer to follow me around while I'm, like, doing this. He's like, you brought your fucking hair! <laughs> you brought it up and down! <laughs> I don't need that yeah. anymore, man. Like, yeah, you gotta you gotta change it a little bit. I'm trying to think of other theme songs that were particularly good. I remember the first time WWE really did a mainstream theme song was ACDC for SummerSlam '98. Do you remember that? No, I have to remember how it goes. I don't remember oh, for for months. All you heard was "Highway to Hell." know that one yeah of course i'm gonna but get if... content id matched by some music group now imagine okay here's one that i really liked and uh was actually ashley massaro's light of fire song okay, okay. i really enjoyed that song r.i.p to ashley massaro sadly lost her very sweet woman i was gonna interview her i think at starcast and unfortunately all that unfolded before we could talk i mean unfortunately it unfolded at all but yeah i thought her theme was all right uh, I also enjoyed, was it the Total Diva song or was it the, <laughs> no, not the Total, the Diva Search song. It was with, oh God, I'm blanking. It was the, if it gives you hell, not the guys that sing gives you hell. Oh, the band that sing it, they say, 
Okay, All American Rejects, they how they sang a song. I don't remember if it was Christy Hemi's song or it was something along the where um like some they talk about holding a hand or something. Oh, and, yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. gosh, I, I love their first album. That song is their called. first album is one of my favorite albums of all time. All American really? Rejects ruled, yeah. Okay, because they did a song that I just really enjoyed, and I don't remember exactly what it was used for. I'm pretty sure it was the Diva Search or something. Well, I know, I know that Christy Hemi's original theme and the original Diva uh, Search song was uh, the Hives. They did "Walk Idiot Walk." And... No, okay, then that wasn't that one. Because that then, was that was a really good song. Do you remember when a bunch of those girls were in a Timbaland video? No, wait, Throw... do I? I don't feel like I remember that. Yeah, they were in a video called "Throw It On Me." It was not his best work, and I mean, I—he's got a lot of really good work. But I feel like if I see it, I'll remember, but I don't remember off the top of my head. But they actually—the funny thing is, a lot of those—the women on the roster were in that music video, and the Hives song or the Hives who uh, were used in the Diva Search for that theme song—they were featured on the track as well. But yeah, I think it was Maurice, uh, Brooke Tessmacher, and Layla, Tori Wilson, Kelly Kelly, and maybe Ashley Massaro as well. Wow. Like, hello, all of them were on there. That was a nice intro for Kelly Kelly's. Hello, hello. Oh, oh and you know who God. else had a nice intro, but I didn't enjoy the song, but I liked the intro? Uh, JBL with the cow. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I like the cow, but then after that, it's like, dun, 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 like after that, it just drops the ball. What do you think of Brie Mode? Uh, I like that one, actually. Yeah, I don't mind it. (laughs) It's like whatever. But I wouldn't go and like download it. I don't think so. Man, there are some that I'm surprised WWE paid for, like to get the rights to. Like Ronda Rousey's theme. I'm surprised that they've retained the rights to that. I don't know what kind of deal they had to make. But we see that all the time where they got to go back on the network and change stuff. Like, ECW, of course, because they just used stuff illegally all the time. Like, New Jack would be having a match, and Ice Cube and Dr. Dre's Natural Born Killers would just be playing throughout the entire match. And WWE had to go back and fix all that. But there's a lot of weird stuff. Like, they went back and they changed Chris Jericho's WCW theme to his current theme. Or not his current theme. His mm-hmm. WWE theme, which is right. so weird to see in like '96. Yeah, I could imagine. Well, I remember uh, for Mickey James, didn't they want to get the "Hey Mickey" Tony Basil oh, song? Sure. Tony, but they weren't able to get it. But then they do like a remix of that yeah. song, and that ended up being her theme song. But I remember listening to the "Hey Mickey" song instead and thinking of Mickey James because I was a big Mickey James fan at the time. But I just remember like knowing that story that they did like a different version of it I hope or based if, if off she of that. ever does like a send-off or a retirement or something they pay for the video package or something like that at least because right man she's been instrumental she's like got a lot of she's had a lot of really nice moments like that wrestlemania 22 match with trish stratus i, I watched it back recently it wasn't as good as i remembered but for the era especially i thought it was very good but yeah i'm trying to think of other things that i was like oh yeah WWE paid for that that's a shocker I know they paid for Enter Sandman for the first ECW One Night Stand. Then by the next one, they were like, all right, we got to get you your own theme because we're not paying Metallica's greedy asses for that. Because <laughs> Metallica, you know how they are. I mean, they're just like – I can imagine. They're a big name. They they don't care. They they just want their money. Yeah. I mean, they sued Napster and all that stuff. They're the reason, they're the reason we had to use LimeWire instead of Napster. Is that really – you really? Wow. Did you get viruses on your computer from LimeWire? I'm sure I did, but thankfully it wasn't my computer. <laughs> so, Damn! I didn't have a computer at the time. Ruthless. Like, I, Who's were you I using? My uncle's computer. Your uncle? After he went and did all that yeah, for you, he bought I all those don't. CDs for you. And I would use his computer to download music. That's how you repay the man. <laughs> yeah. Not fair. Not fair. To be fair, I wasn't the only one using it. I discovered it because he was using it first. So sure. let's just leave it at that, okay? <laughs> oh, but man. um, I but okay. So one of the okay. So I know this isn't WWE theme, but sure. um, my favorite or a favorite, possibly my favorite wrestling theme song of all time was "Gold Medal" by Kurt Angle. His TNA uh theme song, was which was one. um, what is it? Ta ta trademark the person trademark. that sang it. The, the, the trademark. I'm uh, ta. Um, but that was John Cena. Cousin, right? Yes, it was John Cena's yeah. cousin. Okay, I'm sorry, but that song is like the best song ever. 
the trademark actually appeared in a couple of angles with Kurt Angle in TNA, but John Cena's album was te- technically the trademark is a platinum-selling artist too because the album wasn't just John Cena; it was John Cena and the trademark. So, like, he's a platinum-selling artist too. I love that. I think in the future we're gonna do one for non WWE themes too, because we're already almost around the hour mark here, and we haven't even gotten into all, like a lot of the great TNA themes or WCW themes, or even like I think Cody's theme kicks ass. Like, there's yeah. a whole bunch, so we'll save that for another time. But are there any WWE themes that you can think of that maybe we didn't talk about that you think kicked ass or sucked ass? No, but I did mention on the last show that I really liked the Great Khali song. <sighs> and everybody was like, what? And I was like, yeah, I know. I just, I, I, I love that song. I wrote it as my top, like, ten or something. Why do I get so, the feeling that if you were dancing to Roland, you were dancing to the Great Khali's theme, too? Right? Thank you. It was the River of Nine Lands. I don't even know what it was called. Something like that it was called. I don't know. But I swear to God, like, when I'm in the mood to listen to wrestling theme songs, that's, like, one of the first ones I play. And it's so weird because it's so different. But I like it. I genuinely like that song. I'm trying to think of something that I... uh that I like that most people wouldn't, but I just have such impeccable taste, Denise, that there couldn't possibly be anything. There's not a weird song that maybe Uh -uh. isn't that popular, but you're like, screw it, I like it. I'm going to look into my phone and just search WWE and see what I happen to have. Because if I've got it on my phone, there's probably a pretty good chance that I think it's awesome. uh, Because I usually take those off of there. I was gonna say, what about we didn't even talk about the Rock's Pie song, the one where he's like on Volume Five, where he's talking about some story. Oh God, yeah. I actually enjoyed that one too, and it wasn't until later where I really discovered what it meant and like the underlying tones of it. I have no WWE themes on my phone. Really, not one. Not one. I've got some podcasts, but that's it. Like I'm looking through here. What do you use, Spotify? Because no, Spotify, I, oh, I just put it on my, my my phone. Spotify doesn't really have that many, like really, yeah, like they don't even have the full forcible entry album. Like I was looking for it, and I didn't see it. I think they had like three songs. I had to listen to it on YouTube. My God, like I, I maybe I need to add one. I, I know for a while I accidentally had a Roman Reigns rock mashup theme on my phone, and every time it would come up when I was working out, I was like, God, get this off of here, and. <laughs> Ryback's theme ended up on my phone. <laughs> what? I was, I was like, how did this happen? What, what, what led me, to, what terrible series of events happened that I can't remember that led to this? <laughs> yeah. My God. So Denise, as we wrap up, favorite theme song of all time in WWE? Of all time? Yes. I think, oh man, I'm going to say it's probably the Christian Just Close Your Eyes song. Waterproof Blonde version, for sure. And if not, maybe the Slow Chemical. And if not, sorry, and one more. And if it's okay. not, maybe the Triple H of the game song, like the the main one that he uses. I'm probably going Saliva. Uh, you know what? One I didn't mention, Saliva's Dudley Boys theme ruled too. That was really good. But Saliva's Batista theme, Um, I love the DX run dmc song that was a personal favorite those are probably my two tops my yeah those are good tops this it was remarkably easy to get an hour long content out of this like it it was not even difficult denise but no i don't think so because you kind of go back and you remember and all these songs bring back memories to be honest so for people that are checking this out that maybe don't even watch the post for all show let people know where they can find you all right, you guys can follow me on Twitter or on Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo and then YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. If anybody's a Cats fan, I just uploaded my Cats review and reaction where you can find it. Cats. Oh, yeah. God. It was what it was. It oh. was what it was. Listen, Taylor Swift's in it, so it's going to make a bunch of money. That's that's the reality of the situation. I saw the preview, and I was like, oh, that's going to lose money. Yeah, and sh- let's just say I was I was so happy to see Taylor in it, but – I was expecting to see her more. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, I was like, oh, this is going to lose money. Then I saw they made it for less than $100 million. I was like, no, it's going to make money. It's it's going to make money. They need. I think they needed her in the sense where a lot of people are going just to see Taylor. Sure. Me. I went. 
For so sure. I'm sure this would be more people like it, that. It was smart on, on their behalf, but uh until next time, <laughs> yeah. guys, leave a thumbs up, subscribe, listen, your boy. We'll be back January 8th for a live show. We're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.